Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. Last week I told you about our uh, trip to the, the weekend before to, to Grady, Alabama on Dream Hill where I asked my beautiful wife to marry me on Dream Hill. And, uh, and I sang her a song. That I, most of you probably, I sang her a song to ask her to marry me. And at the end of it she said, are you asking me to marry you? And the last line is, will you marry me? All right, just go figure. All right, so, but anyway, and uh, so uh, Rob and Barb and Tammy, I coaxed them into going with me, and we worked hard all day Thursday, all day Friday, and most of the day Saturday, and we were on our way back from Grady, coming up I-85, and uh, having a good time. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been on that road, I've uh, been down there to the same place hundreds of times from right here. And uh, I know all the main roads, I know the shortcuts, but one thing that I've learned from living in Atlanta, Georgia is this. Traffic changes everything, right? Huh? Well, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Are y'all crazy? Traffic changes everything. Yeah, I mean, you can, you know, it, it's, it's, woo. Uh, so I've become a good friend of ways. How many of y'all have ways? How many know about ways? But, you, okay, or how many, you know, don't have ways, but you have GPS, some GPS on your phone? How many have none of the above? All right, look. All right, we got a C. You need to get it. You need to get it. All right. Oh. Okay, all right, so when you get a phone, you'll have it, okay. All right, anyway, I've come to really rely a, a whole lot uh, on uh, ways, you know, and, and probably many of you rely on your GPS or whatever it is, and you know, it's kind of an ongoing love-hate relationship kind of thing, uh, um, and especially whenever it gets to, and, and, and it's, it's not going to just places you don't know about, it's going to the places you do know about. You know, it's like we're going down to see Sarah and Evan. Well, we put it in there every time because you don't know what the traffic is like. And uh, so we'll get in there and Felicia and I'll be going to go see some of the kids or something. And, I, and I'm driving and I'll say, all right, put it in ways. And she'll say, just wait until I get, you know, stop, stop until I get it in there. And I'm going, no, I can figure it out, you know. I just want to get on and get with it and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, it'll give us a course. Ways to give us a course of action. And then, uh, you know, the road we're supposed to take. And, and the way it works is, you know, it tells you, it talks to you. It just talks you right through it. Some of you probably changed your tone to where it's a guy or maybe, you know, something crazy, but, you know, ours is still kind of the Siri, her, you know, it's her. And uh, so, but, uh, you know, every, a lot of the times, I mean, we'll be going out of Roswell, real close here, and it'll tell us to go and get on, you know, Holcomb Bridge or something like that, and I'll shoot off, you know, hit Green Street and, you know, go like, and Felicia immediately go, what are you doing? 
You know, I'm going, well, hey, I'm just going the back way. You know, you know, way, she, she ain't too fond of this. You know, I, I love to go in this way. You know, I'm just kind of hitting back there, kind of get close. And, uh, and then some of our, actually some of our biggest fights lately have been over the fact that I will not follow ways. Do what she says. And I'm going, hey, come on, let's just kind of go with the flow. She said, well, what's the use of doing it if you're not going to do what she says? All right, and so, you forgive me? Do you feel trust her or don't trust her? That's what she said. She Alright, so anyway, going back. We're coming back from Grady. Now road trips, listen, road trips are some time. You know, journeys are some great times to do life together and, and to share. And and we were we were just uh Barb, we were talking good stuff. We were talking God's stuff and all that God's doing and all that kind of stuff. We were just, you know, and make time fly by. And you know, we were getting close to Atlanta. I said, whoa, 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 check ways, you know, because when you come in close to Atlanta, you've got to check ways. And so they said, Yep, she says go around 285 and go up 400. We were going to Barb's house to drop her off first, because she's always like, I'm trying to get rid of her as quick as I can. She was just a lot of trouble. No, actually, that's not it. We love Barb. Hey, next Sunday afternoon. Next Sunday. Okay, Debbie's got some greens and some new peas. And okay, I'm kidding. All right, so you know we're going going to Barb's house now. Barb lives off, you know, uh, is Isaiah Drive and Willie O down there, right? And so I'm going. Really, I don't. Why? Why are they telling us to do that? I, you know, I, I'd rather go. Um, I'd rather go up Riverside. You know, get off at Riverside. And, uh, and then, you know, hit, you go Riverside and then you hit Johnson Ferry and then Johnson Ferry and then Laura Roswell and then you get to go by the river. You know, and, and I, I like that. So, you know, it made perfect sense to me to make an adjustment to go Riverside. And, and not only did it make sense to me, I love going that way. I prefer going that way. You know, I get to go by the river. And it may cut off a couple of more minutes and get Barb out quicker. You know, so, you know, I was just, I mean, it made good sense to me to go that way. We got two miles, two miles from Barb's house all the way by the river. Yeah, yeah. We were having a good conversation. Road is blocked. There's a police, there's flares out there and the policeman out there, you know, doing this kind of stuff. And he shoots us out in this neighborhood. And it's like, what? Stop. Stop. That's just not right. Just... So, you know, and it's just, and, and, and we see these runners. They're having a race. It's nine o'clock at night. It's nine o'clock at night, and they're having a race on, uh, at that particular point, is, uh, what, is it Willie O at that point? With, you know, Laura Rosal? Okay, so real close. So anyway, and it shoots through this neighborhood, so then we have to turn around, go up in the neighborhood, we figure out, okay, we go all the way back out, have to hit John's Ferry. It added like 15 minutes when you say, you know, we were already dead dog tired, and it's like, ah, and you know, as we were turning around, I don't know if it was Barb, but somebody did said, well, I kind of guess that's why Wade said to go 400. Uh, so, you know, I was thinking about that experience. Was that you that said that? Was that you that said that, Barb? Okay. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, man. Okay, I thought about that, you know, experience, and, and really it became a powerful lesson, a reminder of what it really means to be a Christian. It's a powerful reminder of what it means to be a follower of Christ. It really becomes a powerful reminder for us for how to live our life. How many times have I, 
How many times have I tried to figure out what God wants me to do or expects of me, and then I've tried to do it? Thousands. How many times have I been disappointed or discouraged or frustrated because I've relied on what makes sense to me or I've done what I preferred? How many times have I tried to do something good for other people only to take them down the wrong path and fall two miles short? How many times have I worked like crazy to please God and do something good for Him only to see my plans blocked? I don't know about you. This verse on your outline and on here on the screen, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus was having a discussion with his followers and he was saying, guys, I'm about to head out of here and I've got something very important to do and I'm going to go and I'm going to prepare a place for you and all that kind of stuff. And, and they were getting a little bit confused about it. But he says, hey, I am the way and the truth, and the life. What does that mean? What does that mean for me and you? Well, not to sound sacrilegious, but Jesus is ways. Okay? <laughs> Jesus is ways. Uh, and that means, for me, I've got those ear pods now, you know, and y'all have seen me, somebody say, well, you've got a worm coming out of your ear, and so I'm in here, and so I'm having a great conversation, you know, with the people in the car, and 500 yards, turn right. And I'm just going, shut up, I'm having a good conversation here. You know, and then it says, turn right. I'm going, you just told me that. And I just want to just shut ways down. How many times have you shut ways down because it's just annoying you? Jesus is ways. He is the way. You know, the interesting thing about, uh, about ways is, is that whenever you go, you know, you pull it out and you enter, you open it up, you enter in your destination, it knows where you are, right? Jesus knows where I am. Jesus knows where you are. And He knows where you are even when you're lost. Just like ways. You, you may be saying, I don't have a clue where I am. But you say, that ways knows. Jesus knows where you are even when you're lost. He knows, where you, he knows if you're confused. He knows if you're frustrated. He knows that you're disappointed. He knows that you're hurting. He knows where you are. Jesus is ways. And what I believe God is saying to me and you in this is that the only way for me and you to know and live, the only way for us to experience abundant life, to experience freedom, to experience the chains falling off of us just like we were singing, to experience the victory we were singing about, the only way for me and you to experience that is Jesus. And let Him be ways. Let Him be your way. What do you mean my way? I mean, let it be your way. In everything. In everything. I can't tell you how many times I've gone down Lower Roswell and saved me time. And it's been a very pleasurable experience knowing that the river's right off of there. 
But what it means is, is this, I cannot trust my past experiences. And as you are going through your groups and y'all are talking about encountering God on a daily basis and stuff, and somebody brings up an issue that is crushing them, you cannot say, well, the way I did it was, and so therefore you should... No, no. You may share your experience, but Jesus is our ways. Jesus is our ways. It's not a formula. It's not a method. It's not a doctor. It's not, it, it, he may lead you to a doctor, but Jesus is our ways. And He's just encouraging us to embrace Him. What, is, what does it mean? It also means this. Jesus wants to be your ways. Jesus wants to be my way. Jesus is way. Jesus is the way. And He wants to be your way. He wants to be our way. And whenever you're dealing with ways, you know, I've got it pulled up right here. You got, what are these things called? Little icons. What are they? They're apps, apps. So I pull up ways right there. And uh, it's got a little deal over there and there. And boom, you push that. You know what? I've got a lot of addresses logged in here. Like some of your houses and stuff. Yeah. It's hard. I just keep them. I just keep them. You know, so if I want to come see you, you know, I can just, I can just scroll through there. Boom, I'm at your house. I don't, Tina, I don't have y'all's yet. Y'all live up there in uh, Tennessee. I'm coming to see you though. I'm coming to see y'all. I like the pictures of the turkeys and all that kind of stuff and deer and all that kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, so, but you know, I got all these, look, look, I got just addresses. Woo, look at all that. And I, they're just preset. It's good to go. But you know the one that's at the top? It's probably the one at the top of yours. You know what it says? Home. Those guys weren't getting it. Jesus says, I'm, I'm going to go prepare a place. And, and where I am, you can go. And you know the way. And he said, no, we don't. We, have no, we don't know the way. And Jesus says, I am the way. Here's what he said before. He said, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be what? See, that's all he wants. He wants you to be with him. That's it. He's not looking for what you can do for him. Oh man, I gotta go study next hour. Yeah, I gotta go do this. I gotta go fix the world. I've gotta go help the poor. I gotta go help the no, no, no. He said, I just want you to be where I am. That's how much he loved. That's that's the picture he has been painting for us that he is a good, good father that loves you. And he wants you to have this intimate relationship with. He wants to be my ways. And He wants you to... When, when you get up and has your ways, go ahead and first thing, first thing every day is hit home. Home. First button and first button hole, right? Home. Because He's the way. And I'm looking, I'm going, Lord Jesus, don't you see all I've got to do today? Don't you see all this stuff I got to do there? I've got to get on it. He goes, Oh, I know. I know. 
said, God, there's some stuff going on right there that, that's, that's very concerning to me. And then this is scary over here. And God, this is going to be really difficult. And da-da. He goes, oh, I know. I know. I want you to be where I am. That's what it means. As we're going through experiencing God, that's going to be reinforced time and time and time again. That's what God is after. He's after your heart and my heart. And He just wants relationship. And you go, but oh, I got all this to He goes, what, really? Whoa, who said? Who said? Let me affirm that. Jesus is the way. Jesus is ways. Jesus wants to be your way. Your ways. That's what it means. What does it matter? Well, well, God is inviting me and you to join Him. He said, all right, plug on in. That verse, Philippians 2.13, one of my favorite, for it is God who works in you to will and act in order to fulfill His good purpose. So here is, here is a beautiful picture of what God wants you, you to understand. Not only is He your ways, He's your transportation, and He's your journey mate in the process. He's not just going to tell you where to go. He's going, I'm taking you there. I'm going to, matter of fact, I'm going to even help you want it. You've heard me say the Grady paraphrase of this. God gives you the want to to do what He wants you to do, and then He gives you the power to do it. And that's what He's doing in your life, in my life, and in our church right now. God's inviting us to join Him. It's Him. It's His initiative. It's His love. These were some powerful, uh, these were some powerful uh, lines that I highlighted in Experiencing God. These coming up. This right here, page 21. This week, many of you went over this. When God is about to do something, He reveals it to His people. Isn't that interesting? God doesn't have to do that, does He? But when he's about to do something, he reveals it to his people. Wow. And we see that. We see that throughout Scripture. And then he had this paragraph that's just like, whoa. When God is about to do something through you, he has to get you from where you are to where he is. So he tells you what he is doing. And when you know what God is doing, then you know what you need to do to join Him. The moment you know God is doing something where you are, your life and its activity will be thrown into contrast to God and His activity. I kind of buck up on that one a little bit. Like, really? You cannot stay the way you are and go with God. You cannot stay the way you are and go with God. Now, we had the seven realities, and, and you've looked at those. We're going to go over them real quick again here. This is the whole, the, the whole premise of experiencing God. It's just a reminder, God is always at work around you. God is working around us, right? Number two, God pursues a continuing love relationship with you that is real and personal. This is the basis of all. Of all. If you have not loved, Paul says you're just a clashing, clonging symbol. The greatest of these is what? If we miss out on the love relationship with God, the unconditional, unmerited, undeserved love relationship with God, then we're missing it. Nothing that we do will matter. It will all burn up. 
He pursues a continuing love, intimate relationship with me and you. Number three, He invites you to become involved with Him in His work. Number four, God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal Himself, His purposes, and His ways. Number, number five, God's invitation for you to work with Him always leads you to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. Without faith, it is what? To please God. God, just it, this is just God's economy that this life on earth every day requires faith and trust in Him. Why? Not? Why? Because it brings Him glory and pleasure. When my children were little and they came to me and they trusted me and they had faith in me, I was pleased. And it was fun. It's like, oh yeah, that's the way it should be. Whenever they fought me and resisted and all that, it's going like, that's not fun. Six, you must make major adjustments in your life to join God in what He is doing. Seven, you come to know God by experience as you obey Him. You come to know God by experience, not information about God. we got lots of information. You come to experientially know God when you go on road trips with God. I know a lot more about Barb and Rob and Tammy because of these ongoing road trips. And we know a lot about one another because of doing life together. You come to know God by experience as you obey Him and He accomplishes His work through you. Well, guys, can you see that we've already seen this happening? Can, can you see that? As we've been journeying together, matter of fact, in the Scripture, He tells us, remember, all the, all the time in Scripture, we're reminded to remember, go back, remember, remember what God has done. This is exactly what He's done. Let's go back to number one. God was working in us and through us. God was working in us and through us, and we've been talking about through the year. Now you can go back to that abide picture. Because it started out when God was going... He was working in and through my life and He was working in and through us and He made us camp out on John 15 saying, I am the vine and you're the branches. You cannot manufacture fruit. You just need to abide in Me. You need to trust Me. It's all about Me. And week after week after week, He was, he was, he was soldering in the reality going... The abiding issue is settled from my side, but for many Christians, it's not settled from their side. They go, am I really abiding? And he was just, he was just doing his work in us. He is at work in us and on us. And it says he pursues a love relationship. Well, that's exactly what 40 days of prayer ended up being. Wasn't it? it was just kind of like a love feast. Right after that, we came, went into 40 days of prayer. That next slide there. Which it was an opportunity and the testimonies I heard from many of you is that it exposed 
false views of God and God went from being, you know, some kind of God that's kind of out to get you or potato head God that you had these different, you know, things that you were putting his ear and his eyeball, you you know, your view of God and to the view that of who he truly is. And you realize, whoa, whoa, whoa. That unconditional love is transforming. There's no turning back that love. And so many experience even deeper love relationship with Him, more intimate love relationship with Him. And then, and then the third reality that y'all have been studying, we will continue to look at, invitation to join Him. Man, there was, there was clear that God was working. He's going, I'm working. Do you want to join me? Every single day, and I've told you many of those stories, every single day, I mean, there was these people encounters, these God encounters, and I would just go back in here and I'd go, wow, God, you're doing something right here. And, and I'd go to my little uh, God's, my little notes section right there, and I've got God's radar right there. Mm-hmm. God's radar, and boom, I'd add their name whenever. I was very clear that God was providing an opportunity for the good news of the gospel to come into somebody's life. So you had them on there and it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. And it was happening in your life as well. And it became very clear that he's saying the banquet is on. The banquet is going. You go out into the highway. All the people that you've invited that RSVP'd and said they're coming, they're too busy, don't matter. You go out into the highways and byways and you find those that are needy. You find those that acknowledge that they're hungry and you go bring them to the banquet. And the analogy that we made a couple of Sundays ago was that uh, the, the fields are white unto harvest. He says, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest to bring forth laborers. And we saw the picture of who we are. Remember, we saw this image right here. That, right here. Migrant workers. Just, just a couple hours up the road right here. Driving by the well. Every back is bent and they got... The, that bag. And what we're not hearing there is the singing. This is you and me. We're migrant workers. We're, we're, the, we're the laborers that's going into the fields that are white in the harvest. And it looks like it might not be fun, but we're singing glory to God because the harvest is ready. And He's called me and you to that. Awesome. Number four is that God speaks to the Holy Spirit through the, He speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal His purposes. So God was just showing us what was going on. And, but during that time, I shared with you that you had, I had, I shared with you at the first of the year, I was looking for a graceful exit out of here. And then, with, then, then there was an opportunity for another elder to make a graceful exit out of here and go to happy, his happy place. Y'all know what I'm talking about, Steve. And then Doug fessed up, you know, he was ready to go to his happy place and kind of, you know, because, you know, we've served and, you know, da, 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 da. And then Kelly, I mean, so all of a sudden you have your key leadership here that's ready to just go, all right, we've done our time. And God says, I am not finished yet. I'm finished. And through abiding and, and seeking His face, we realize that there was what number five says, that God's invitation for you to work with Him always leads to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. 
And so here's what we all had to do and what we all have to do. God, am I going to go with my plans? Am I going to go with what makes sense to me? Am I going to go with my comfort? Am I going with what you're revealing? Because you've spoken through your Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit has reached out and through prayer and through your word and through circumstances and through your church, you've spoken. Christ is a belief that requires action and faith. And then six, you must make major adjustments. You must make major adjustments in your life to join with God and what He's doing. Well, those major adjustments are being made. I was, I was, I was telling one of our elders last night, I said, you know, kind of just first time in, in you know, months, I've just kind of figured out. It's like, whoa. I said... My work week's like 120 hours a week. I mean, from 40 or 50 hours a week. I'm not bragging on me. And some, somebody came up and they said, hey, Mike, you can burn yourself out. And, and I'm going, no, it's not my week. Yeah, I'm not running on my week. He says, he says, he will strengthen you in your inner being. Right? All right. So there are some major adjustments, and those major adjustments aren't always easy. And I've already shared with you, this, you know, it's been rough on me and Felicia as far as like trying to figure out the schedule stuff and all that. Steve and Michelle ready to retire. It's going to be sweet. Fifty-five. Oh my goodness, a lot of fun years. Go up to the mountain. Da 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 da. And God says, "No, stay here." <laughs> Really? Yeah, stay here. They were so far down the river on, on that. I mean, God didn't took them away. I mean, not God didn't. They were down the river. And God said, y'all got to row all the way back up. And they went, no. Major adjustments. Crisis, I believe. Doug. God, he was just dreaming of that new Cadillac. He was. He's just dreaming of that new Cadillac and just kind of slipping on off. And all of a sudden now, it's gone like... <sighs> there is no way to measure the hours. The hours that has gone in and the intensity to help us leverage the shape of the body of Christ here. Frank. Y'all know quite Frank. Circumstances moved him into the office in here, and so he had to put up with us, and that was a major adjustment for him. Stop. So he's working, you know, and it's the first time in years and years and years he's not working out of his home, he's working out of here, and so all of a sudden he's now doing all this kind of tech stuff and this and that, and then you got these homeless people that are walking in here, need a, they need a ride to Ackworth, and Frank is on the road to Ackworth. Nobody else is in there, so Frank said, I'll do it. I gotta say now, that's probably one of the most amazing adjustments right there. No, I'm just kidding. You know, he's got a servant's heart, but adjustments. Kelly. And we're talking about our leadership and our elders. The radical major adjustments that God is bringing and that's been required in the crisis of belief, but everyone says, I'm in. I'm in. I hear you and I'm responding to you. And I can tell you, and that's not to mention you guys. 
and the adjustments that many of you, because see, you've seen God, the invitation for God, you've seen all this working, and God is drawing. He said, I'm at work. I want you to join me. It's going to require adjustments. And through the church, you know, and through the Word and through the Spirit, God has spoken out. And, and, and I'm, I'm speaking to my daughter, Sarah, and Evan, her new husband. I'm saying, I, wa- I think God wants you here. Please, pl- please come and be a part of what God's doing here. Pharaoh's out there just yak-yakking to people or friends. You're like, come to my church. Come to my church. And so Linda Tenney comes to her church. You know, all of a sudden, you know, God speaks to her and then she's in here and she's now one of our prayer warriors. I don't even know the girl that much. Plus, she's, she's from Ireland. You don't know what it does in my heart here, you pray. Then she goes and she's pulling on her husband, Brad, and he's going, man, I'm already plugged in. And she goes, Brad, Brad, Brad. And then look, there's Brad. It's not, hey, listen. <laughs> is it because, is it because, oh, 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 this is real comfortable and this is good. We got the best music. I love our music. Oh, we got the best preacher. Uh, I, I don't like our preacher. Uh, no, it's none of that. It's because God is saying, I am at work and I'm inviting you to join me. And, and, and there's a response to the Spirit of God. And I could just go, I mean, I can just go down. Bob Curry used to be one of our elders. And when we came and met Brandon, and you heard the story two weeks ago, he's making trips twice a week from Big Canoe and coming down here. Joining God where He's working. Nick, 84 years old, strong as a horse, can't hear a thing. have to call him down at the very first service here. Nick, Nick, be quiet. We're starting church. He can't hear it. Somebody got to go pull him down. He hears God call, he joins him. And then the part of the body here is just hearing God's call and joining. Each of you. Stepping up to leadership, to facilitation, to investment in kids, investment in people, investment in what God is calling us to do. And here's the crazy thing. All of us, as a result of that, know Him better and love Him more. Right? Here's the even more crazy thing about it. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. God is able to do anything He pleases with one ordinary person who is fully devoted to Him. He's revealed, He's revealing to us just how outrageous and amazing His love is. And we are responding to that. And that continues to be His invitation. So here's my question to me and you. Since Jesus is ways, since He is the way, and He wants to be your way, what adjustments do you need to make today? In your thinking. You're thinking that you've got to plan out your work. You're thinking you've got to plan out your... You're thinking that you've got to uh, hear from God what it is He wants you to do and go do it. No, that's already been exposed this week. That is not God's idea of of being His servant. It is God at work in you to both will and do what He purposes to do. The very same Spirit that was in Jesus when He was on the face of the earth is in you 
as a follower of His. What adjustment do you need to make? Maybe it's an adjustment in your doing. Maybe it's an adjustment in your living and in your thinking. Maybe it's an adjustment in your commitment. Maybe it's an adjustment in your time. Maybe it's just an adjustment in just you're saying, I'm all in instead of 90% in. We used to sing this song, Trust and Obey. How many of y'all that song? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be what? Happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Maybe today, the adjustment you need to make is to go from knowing about God to inviting Jesus to be your way. Oh, you've you wanted Him around, and you've 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 just like me, you've been doing your thing and your life. That's what I want to do. That's what my plans are. And whenever you hit a roadblock, then you consult ways. He says, no, before you leave your bed, plug me in. Before you leave your bed, plug me in. And then here's the next thing I want you to, I want you to let me hit the destination. We were talking about Dunkirk margin. We've got to let go of some of the teapots and the fine china and all that kind of stuff. Why is that? Because whenever you are allowing Jesus to be the leader of your life and the Lord of your life, you're going to, you're going to be doing things you did not plan on doing. Because you're going to encounter Him doing work and in some area of your life that you encounter somebody just like the lady I met. I did not plan to sit there and talk with her and the, when I was going to go do one of my little chaplain duties and, and, and she's, she was just a visitor from the Lutheran church visiting this coffee company. And it just so happened to be she was back there talking uh, to, to one of the ladies and the lady said, hey, this is our, you know, he's our chaplain. I said, yeah, I'm a fringe benefit for all the employees there. And she goes, oh, you're a chaplain. Oh, she's like, I'm a Jew. I'm Jewish. I'm Jew, but I go to a Lutheran church. I said, oh, okay. And so I was sharing with her some Jewish friends that I have, and you know some of the struggles they had because I was just thinking that she had joined the Jewish, and, and I was going, you know, some of the things, the struggles they had. And then she goes, oh yeah, that's me. And I'm, oh, oh no. So you're still seeking. She goes, oh yes. And she started talking about all these laws and rules and I was going, no, 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 no. I said, the one thing I want to just leave you with is this. It's about relationship. He loves you. And He wants to have an intimate and real relationship with you. And I'm so sorry that because she had some beef with her church and I said, I'm so sorry that the church that the church is we're all filled with imperfect people that have that have caused you and so many others to to have the wrong view of God. Because what so many people are rejecting is churchanity. Not Jesus. Religion. Not Jesus. What adjustment is He calling you to make? Believe Him? Trust Him? Maybe obey Him?
Say, okay, God. Okay? I'm going to follow you. I'm going to surrender my plans to you. And every day, what He's going to do is He's going to invite us to do what we love to do. We love to eat. Right? Uh, Now, some of you eat like rabbits, but you still love your rabbit food. But we love to eat. We love to come to the table. And if it's a healthy situation, oh, how precious that is. I love getting my kids around the table when they're not fussing and fighting. I love that. I love it. You just talk about what's going on in life. I even enjoy it when they're fussing and fighting because I love them. And Jesus loves His bride. He loves you as a child of His. And even messed up, even hurting, even angry, even frustrated, even bound up, He still says, come to the table. Come on. And this is a declaration of your trust and your belief in Him. This is a declaration that He is your Lord and He is your Savior. And that your trust is in what He accomplished for you when He died on the cross. Whenever He endured the humiliation, when He endured the beating, when He endured the torture, and He died on the cross, and He invites us to the table, and with His disciples, He said, let this bread be symbolic of my body that's given for you. Take, eat. Eat. Christ in you. The hope of glory. And He shared also that the cup is a reminder of His blood that shed for us that makes me and you clean. Clean. By the way, if you've never listened to the song Clean by Natalie Grant, go ahead and write it down on your notes. Clean. Natalie Grant. This is the truth. This is the picture that Jesus has of you and Him. Clean. Clean. Though our sins be like scarlet, He washes us white as snow. He says, take this cup. This is a reflection of the new covenant. I've changed everything. And do this in remembrance of me. So we have an opportunity as the family of God and the body of Christ to come to His table. And I'm going to ask our guys to go ahead and come forward. And, and as they do, they're going to go, one's going to be on, the set's going to be on that side, the other set's going to be on this side. And I want to give you an opportunity to pray. You can hit that bumper music back there to prayerfully reflect on what this really does mean. And what it means for you and what Jesus is inviting you to do. He's coming and He's saying, I want you to come. I want you to acknowledge my love for you. I want you to acknowledge my Lordship. I want you to acknowledge all that I've done for you. And I want you to acknowledge the family that I've given you here, that, we're, that we are the people of God. It doesn't matter what church background you've got. If you've trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and if you want Him to be your ways and your ways, And this is an opportunity for you to come to reflect on that.
to make whatever adjustment. Maybe there's a confession. Maybe there's maybe there's somebody you need to go to. Maybe bring somebody up here and say, let's pray together. Whatever it is, he says, I want you to examine yourself. I want you to acknowledge this is a special time. This is a beautiful meal. And this is my table. And he's inviting me and you to come. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for your glory. Thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for your passion. And that's what this, this Lord's Supper represents, your passion for us. So we just ask that you come right now and that you do that in, in this family, in this body, as your children, that for which would bring you honor and glory and that would make us more and more like your beautiful bride, more and more like Jesus. We ask your blessings on the bread and the cup, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you want to come and pray before you go and participate or whatever God's leading you to do, we invite you to come. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.